no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. to the Bears Centrals. On today's show, we recap the Bears' Week 16 loss to the Buffalo Bills and much, much more. A-Dub, man, I am still warming up for that cold-ass fucking weather. My God. <laughs> the weather, the hawk is out there. Man, I don't know what that was. That was more than a hawk, bro. That was one of the colder games I've been in. I've been in a lot of cold games in Soldier Field. Like I've talked to the artists about in the past, A-Dub. I was at that Bears Falcons game back in the day when Michael Vick didn't want no parts of fucking Soldier Field in that cold weather. This <laughs> one today, though, Jesus Christ, that wind was whipping. It was whipping. <laughs> Man, I first of all want to give a salute to the Chicago Bears fans that were out there at their game. The guys that were out there in that parking lot tailgate. The people that are out there braving those elements to watch and support this team. See, this is the stuff that I talk about A-Dub on this show when I say this Bears fandom and this Bears fan base, man, it's some of the best fans out there in the world. Think about some of these other cities. If you got a fucking team that's what, 3 and 11, 3 and 12, are they going right. to be at a game where it's negative degrees out there, windshield? Fuck no. This is what you appreciate about the fan base. Um, they really do come out and support the team. And despite the record, it was great to just to see the fans out there supporting the Bears team. Absolutely, A-Dub, absolutely. And like I said, I'm proud to be a, a fan of this team. This has been a frustrating season for a lot of us, right? Right. We know what it is. We're not going to retrace it, guys. Let's just – it's the holidays. I told people at the game, I said, you know what? I'm glad they played this game today and they didn't ruin my fucking Christmas. You know <laughs> that is facts right there, Perez, because you're right. Let's get it out the way, man, so people can enjoy their Christmas day. That's right. That's right. Now, audience, before we get into it, we want to apologize for not getting you guys a preview pod. Your boy Prez is all my fault. As you guys know, A-Dub and I, we have a media wing to what we do here. And I was out in Missouri in St. Louis covering the bragging rights game. And as you guys know, we had some really bad weather here in the Midwest. So I actually got trapped and I wasn't able to get back when I needed to to record the show. But guess what? We giving y'all a Christmas Eve edition. Y'all getting this show recorded on Christmas Eve. So <laughs> that's how bad I felt. So y'all welcome. But Prez, I am glad that you made it through that weather, man, because it was crazy out there, bro. So I was a little concerned about you, man. I was glad that you were safe and all that good stuff. So it's great to hear your voice anyhow, but it was yes, also sir. great to get some text messages from you and let you know that you was okay. Yeah, man, I ain't gonna lie to you, A-Dub. That's the craziest shit I've ever driven through in my life. And think about that, man. I lived in this state i've lived in the midwest my whole entire life that was the craziest weather conditions i've ever driven through there were some times that a double i was like um i should have probably gotten my will in in in, in order because <laughs> i couldn't <laughs> see shit at times that's how bad it was yeah, i'm talking I about you talk about driving through a whiteout like one minute you can like see a little bit in front of you then all of a sudden the wind's blowing and now it's just completely just like you can't see shit in front of you and then your car is kind of shaking a little bit because the wind is blowing so heavy. 
Oh, yeah. And, okay, think about, imagine driving through a whiteout condition, and then, okay, well, uh, is this is the road curving? What are we doing here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's very dangerous, too, man. You're right. That's a dangerous way to be driving. But, again, I'm glad you made it through it. Yep. Thank God for lane departure technology on my SUV. I had everything on, bro. I had I had the four-wheel button turned all the way up. I had the lane departure cranked up. Bro, every little feature that came with that car, I was utilizing that shit, driving in that shit, boy. My goodness. And what they don't know, Prez got that big-time vehicle anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Listen, look at A-Dub, always, always getting me. You know, I got a little something-something, y'all. A little something-something. Oh, I know you got a little something-something. What you mean? <laughs> hey, it got me back to Chicago safe and sound, you know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely. But, man, A-Dub, man, it's good chopping it up with you, man. Before we get into this audience, it is Christmas Eve. You know what I'm saying? A-Dub's taking time away from his family. I'm taking time away from my family. A-Dub. Since we chopping it up real quick, in the spirit of the holidays, man, what are you most thankful for right now, man? And what are you looking forward to as far as this Christmas season is concerned? Perez, I'm most thankful for my family, man. And they've been brilliant through this entire time. Have an opportunity to talk with them, to put smiles on their faces. You know, it's been a long year going through so many different things. And to actually have this time to spend with them, it means a lot to me, Perez. It means a lot. Man, A-Dub, and, and, and that's another thing, too. Like, audience, I'm not going to put too much out there about my brother A-Dub, but listen, this man's a fighter. He's a battler. And you can never tell that he's got a lot of stuff going on because, man, the guy comes in with a great attitude. And I'm not just saying because he's doing this for the show. This is him 365 days out of the year. I've never been around somebody always smiling, always laughing. Sometimes I'm like, man, I don't want to laugh right now, A-Dub. making me laugh. So, man, salute to you, brother. I think Appreciate it. for me, again, family, yes, 100%. I would have to say also you, these listeners, man, and the people that we've met through the media space. I yes. feel like, man, we've made tremendous strides in this year on building things up on that Chicago State of Mind side of things. Very proud of the work that you've done, the work that Eric has done, the work that Joe has done, the work that Colin has done. Brother, we got a top-notch squad, man, and I can't wait to see what 2023 brings to the table. But I appreciate all you guys, and I appreciate the audience, and I hope that you guys are all, while you listen to this show, I hope you guys are having some eggnog, enjoying yourselves, chilling. This is the season to reconnect with friends and family, and I hope that all you guys are doing that. You know what I mean? I know you guys listen to us because you want to hear us talk about the Bears, but I feel like every once in a while it's okay for me and A-Dub to give you guys a little glimpse you know what I'm saying? It's, it's who we are and what matters most to us. That is very well said there, Prez. And you hit on a lot of different things there. But you're right. With the team that we have, man, that's a blessing. And to those who listen to us, I really do appreciate each one of them. And I hope they are having a blast during this holiday season. Yes, sir. Without further ado, man, let's get into us. Audience, our Chicago Bears, man, suffered their eighth consecutive loss. A 35-13 defeat to the Buffalo Bills. So I'll tell you one thing, A.W. Boy, Prince, I was out there lit at that game. All this, but you don't <laughs> see, I got my voice, though. You know, normally when I be out there acting the food, the voice is gone. Yeah. I mean, I made sure. I made sure. To, I said, you know, I got to save a little something there in that fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> you like, hey, you going to save a little bit for the show as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Because, you know, I ain't with the audience. I have to, because you remember some of those shows, man. They'd be like, man, I can't hear nothing you say. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I know you very well. I was like, my boy Francis can get pumped up out there, man. So, yeah, man, I was being smart about it, but also I had a lot of bourbon in me, too. So, you know, I, um, <laughs> we had some, we had some hours for me to, to, you know, to scale things back a little bit. But as I mentioned, man, eighth consecutive loss, a dub, tied a franchise record. I mean, it's not something that you want to, you know, that's not the type of record that you want to be tied, right? And I had a casual fan that was at the game. I knew they were a casual fan because the conversation went something like this. And I told him, I said, I'm going to talk to you about, I'm going to talk about you on our show. I said, here's the link to it because uh, you're going to get cooked. So, <laughs> this casual fan sitting around us, we're all just like, hey, you know what? We know what the season's about. I said, you know, we can't be tripping on this loss. The Buffalo Bills, they, they're heading places this season. Look at this team. Look at yeah. that offense, right? Look at their quarterback, you know, whatever, all these different things. And this guy turns around and he just says, when's the last time we made it to the playoffs, though? And I looked, turned and looked at him. I said, well, since you jumped in this conversation and nobody was talking to you, <laughs> why don't you ask your own question? I said, because the year that we went to the playoffs, what the hell did that matter? We didn't go nowhere. Right. Talking to me about some damn playoffs. I said, <laughs> our problems are way more than some damn playoffs, sir. This that team needs everything right now. Everything. And we'll get into that a little bit later on in the show, audience, because that conversation with this casual fan, while it annoyed me at the time, A-Dub, I said, you know what? You gave me some content for later in the show. Because while I was riding back from the game, A-Dub, I'm sitting over there scribbling some notes. And I said, you know what? I want to put together a wish list of what I want Ryan Poles to do in 2023. It's going to be your boy Prez's Christmas list to Ryan Poles. I'm going to give it to him and Santa. <laughs> <laughs> but A-Dub, man, with this ball game, man, I mean, obviously you see here another tale of two halves, right? Yep. The Bears, hey, we look solid there in that first half. But in that second half of the ball game, it just shows you that there's levels to this thing, as we always say. And the Buffalo Bills showed us real quick, hey, you're not in this league, y'all. <laughs> y'all ain't, ain't ready for this yet. The Bills just came out in that third quarter. And also play very well in the fourth quarter as well to put the Bears away. And like I told you, man, the, the Bills are playing for something, man. They 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 trying to get to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And, and for true. us, we positioning ourselves for a draft pick, which is probably gonna be a top three draft pick. Right now, we're looking pretty good with that that number two pick. I mean, I don't see us getting the number one pick because the Houston Texans, they look like they got that shit sold up. There's no way the Houston Texans are gonna win two of the last three games. No way. Right. Yeah, they may so, have that wrapped up. Yes, yeah, so I think we're looking at probably number two, number three pick, which for me, when I look at that, I'm like, well, shit, that, that positions us pretty well to land a really blue chip level defensive player. Or Ryan Poles may trade down and accumulate a whole shit ton of draft picks because there's going to be some teams that's going to be quarterback hungry, right? So there's yep. a lot that we could do with that. But for me right now, that's what I'm kind of focusing it on is that draft pick, right? And then seeing, like we mentioned before, what we got with this team, because we see a lot of these young guys out here getting playing time, and for the most part, hey, some of them are answering the challenge. Yeah. And to your point, Perez, it's just good to see some of these young players that you talked about that you want to see more of, they getting a chance to show what they're capable of doing. No, oh, man. And, and, and listen, he's going to have a lot to do, because like I said, audience, 
I'm giving that man my Christmas list. I'm giving it to him. <laughs> hey, you better do something with it, Pulse. <laughs> a lot of options, man. A lot of damn options. You know another thing, A-Dub, I want people to stop talking to me about? I want people to stop talking about Chicago Bears weather. There were so yeah. many people talking about, man, this is Bears weather at the game. I'm like, they're the Buffalo Bills. They play in this type of shit, too. Right. <laughs> like, like, we have no advantage today. If it might hurt us more, it's going to help us. Right. Did we forget they just played in the snow last week? <laughs> for real. <laughs> they live for this stuff. Well, yeah, like you said, A-Dub is like, this is what they do. Shit. We, we got to get, get rid of that narrative. I mean, I give the fans props for sitting in there because we ain't out there running around on the field. We sitting in the stands. And it was a lot of empty seats in my little general section. I was mad, too. I was like, man, if more people would have been over here, they'd have been blocking some of that damn wind. I was so <laughs> and I know where you said that, friends, all the time, man. Yep. You're right. The more the merrier for that that area. To have some people over there to sit in there with you, man, to take on some of that cold weather. That would have been nice. Bro, I was sending some angry text messages out, boy. You should have saw me. I was sitting over there firing off the text message. I'm like, oh, okay, so you soft. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. Dude, one of the guys was like, he's like, man, this is a little too cold for me out there, man. He's like, but I give you your props. And I was like, yep, all men are created equal. I get it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know me. I just be like, you know me, A-Dub. I like to just fire shots every once in a while. Just fire a little friendly shot. You know what I mean? I keep trying to tell them, man, sometimes press can show the little pain this to them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, man, dude, look at this ball game, man. I talked about it earlier. Tell of two halves, right? Right. Heading into that third quarter, they were keeping the game close. The big credit goes out to that defense because for them being such an injury-depleted unit, they did a really good job, I thought, early on, A-Dub, of containing Josh Allen. I mean, it made it very difficult for him to throw the football when he threw it. He didn't really have no clean pockets. Um you saw how the secondary really played against them. They were pretty much very good in coverage. So you really do got to give the defense a lot of credit. Okay. Think about a guy like Josh Allen. He's probably a what, top three quarterback in the NFL, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. up there. Yep. Yep. Now, I know his film in this game wasn't, like, the prettiest, but I feel like the Bears' defense deserves some credit for that because I don't know what he was seeing out there. And obviously what we were showing him defensively was confusing him a little bit. So I got to give credit to Allen Williams there because, as I mentioned, yeah. a lot of the damage that Josh Allen did later in the game kind of came when the, yeah, when the game was out of reach. When this game was at its closest, our defense, they got the damn job done. I think what failed us today, A-Dub defensively, was how we did against the run. Devin yeah. Singletary and Josh Allen both was running at will against us. I'm like, Devin Singletary? Really? We can't stop him? <laughs> It, he was bursting off with some big yardage, man. Devin Secretary. And then you also had James Cook doing similar. I think we just gave up too many big plays for those two running backs, and it really came back to hurt the Bears. I mean, we've talked about it all season, ain't dumb. I mean, that, our running game on defense has struggled all season, right? Yeah. Like, I guess with the Bills, this was just brutal, man. It was just brutal. Tackling was a major issue. I'm sitting up here like, damn, another missed tackle? Another missed tackle? Like, what are we yeah, doing? He's talking about the missed tackles. That was a problem for sure. But seeing how where the players were at to get tackles, it was like they were running through the wrong gaps. They weren't in great position. That's what I would say, to really make a good tackle. And we were already talking about our three-headed monster, 
And they three-headed monster was the one that got our asses. <laughs> it's hard for me to come at the defense too much because, hey, they did the best that they could. Yeah. It's also hard for your defense when your offense isn't getting it done, right? So you look at it, the offense isn't able to sustain drives. Right. After a while, what's Buffalo doing? They're extending drives. The defense is on the field a lot. The Buffalo is running the ball at will. What do you yeah. think is going to happen, guys? Eventually, the defense is going to crack. And think about this, Perez. The Bears were down 21 to 13 with about seven, a little bit about seven minutes left in the game, Perez. So it just tells you how well the defense really played up until the near the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah, but, you know, think about it like this part. I think to the point, though, A.W., that you had brought up earlier when you were talking about the Russian attack for the, for the Bills, right? So obviously you you, you brought in the mix James Cook, and I talk about Devin Singletary. But right. then when you bring in Josh Allen and what he did, now, looking at this matchup, you had Josh Allen versus Justin Fields, two of the top rushing quarterbacks in the NFL. You know what I mean? And obviously, Lamar Jackson's up there as well. Right. But I was not expecting a dub for Josh Allen to outrush Justin Fields in this ballgame. That was very surprising. I thought oh, the yeah. Buffalo Bills defense, they were ready and prepared. Justin Fields didn't have a lot of those opportunities and windows to get off like he normally has. And when he did try to get out and run, there weren't many lanes for him to get out there and make anything happen for us. They pretty much had a game plan ready and designed for Justin Fields. And I got to give the Bills a lot of credit. They've done a good job at containing Justin Fields. No, they were they did a really good job. Like I said, they, they shut him down. Offensively, as far as, like, who Justin was throwing to, I mean, bro, I was so <laughs> frustrated for Justin Fields, man. He just... He just deserves so much better audience. I'm not retracing all that. I'm not getting myself all fired up on Christmas Eve. But I will say that pass that he threw to Pettis, that's just the epitome of what he's dealing with right now. He threw a perfect ball to him. He got dropped. Yeah, that was tough. I mean, he don't have any weapons. I mean, that throw that he had to Velas Jones, that was a thing of fucking beauty, A-Dub. And it shows you in a heartbeat what this guy could do when they get him weapons. I mean, that was a perfect pass. Threw it to the only spot where his receiver could get to it. That's Beautiful true. throw. Beautiful fucking throw. In the wind. That's a great call out. And big time play from Justin Fields to Vailis Jones. That thing was beautiful. That thing was beautiful. What wasn't beautiful is our fucking offensive line. That thing <laughs> was a travesty. Larry Borm at left guard was Ooh, a nightmare. It that was. was a fucking nightmare. Between him, <laughs> Mustafer, bro. Riley Reef. <laughs> what do we have out here, man? We already know he's not that great as it is. And I'm kind of glad Justin Fields made it through the game, even though he got banged up a little bit. But it's like, man, that's just tough on your quarterback to go through that kind of game like that against a tough team like the Bills. Yep, two sacks on the fields. Like you said, he limped off the field. Peterman finished uh, the game, and uh, like I said, when I saw Peterman getting the ball game a dub, I went, I went in and got some cover. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I ain't gonna sit out here in the cold for no fucking Nathan Peterman. Fuck that. You know what the game's gonna be like with Peterman out there. Nathan Peterman don't even deserve to be in the same sentence as Justin. What, 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 what I knew was coming when Nathan Peterman got in the game was a pick, and that's exactly right. how he ended the ball game. <laughs> but back to the offensive line. I mean, bro. Pass protection, they looked awful. Run blocking, they were awful. Yep. And we've been bragging about our rushing attack all season. We were under 100 yards for the game. Well, all three of those big-time weapons, Khalil Herbert was back. 
Yeah. He got snuffed out. Demo was out there running hard. Listen, man, Demo, my God, brother. This team better bring him back on some sort of a team-friendly deal. We need you, bro. We need 32 on this ball club. I think so many fans were so quick to think about life after David Montgomery. Fuck that. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that. Ryan Poles, I'm giving you my one of my Christmas list items early on this show. You better re-sign David Montgomery for a team-friendly deal. Do it. Do it. And the thing about it, Perez, is they just played well together with Dave Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, and Justin Fields, despite today. You know, they have done a good job as the three-headed monsters, you know. They've been able to make things happen. But you're right, I would love to see Dave Montgomery continue to be on this team, Perez, moving forward, because we know what he can do. And I'll tell you, I've been pretty happy with him these last few games and what he's been able to do with Khalil Herbert being out. I want to give a little positive offensively before I go in a little bit. I know all this. I just told y'all I wasn't going to go in because it's Christmas Eve, but there's one person I got something for. Now, the positive that I have, A-Dub, is that opening drive that we had. Yeah. They ended with Justin Fields throwing the touchdown to Dante Pettis. Now, David Montgomery should have had his touchdown, but he got taken away with a Larry Bourne penalty. And that's, that's the true. problem with Larry Bourne is just the penalties, bro. Come on, Larry. Damn. Anyway. <laughs> That opening drive, eight-play drive, man, they marched it down the field. It was great. But outside of that drive, it was pretty ineffective. And why I thought it was ineffective was because of Luke Getze. And I know a lot of people sit here and say, well, you got to have patience this first year. Listen, I'm tired of making excuses, man. He got out coached today. Leslie yeah. Frazier in that scheme, Luke Getze didn't even know what to do. He looked like a fucking JV coach out there. Go call it what it is. Luke has gotten away with Justin Fields' greatness. Now that someone finally decides to stop Justin Fields, you see that Luke doesn't have an answer for that. And that's what we saw against this Bills team. Like, whoa, what do you do now that this Bills team is saying, hey, they're going all out to slow down Justin Fields' running attack? What you saw was Justin Fields being more of a pocket passer, but nothing more in this game. Because you, to your point earlier, Perez, the Bills is right there ready for Justin Fields to make any kind of turns up the field to get positive yards. So Luke has to be better. My biggest problem with him, and I've talked about it many times this season, his situational play calling, A-Dub. Yep. It was a huge issue in this game today, and it's been an issue all season. And that's the thing when people are like, well, Perez, you got to give him time. Listen, man, I'm tired of giving him time. That's like, true. I want this shit to get better because like A-Dub said, Justin Fields been bailing this man out. It was clear in this ball game today that the run game wasn't working. Right. <laughs> he still running the football. It ain't working. They got the first touchdown, right, because of David Montgomery. After that, the Bills was like, hold on, we're going to have to slow this down, which they've done a good job at. But to your point, what does Luke Getzey counter that? What do you do after that? Well, because Justin Fields was finding some success in the air. Why we go away from that? Right. After... Justin Fields connected with Vela Jones on that bomb. Luke Gessie's called three straight running plays. Three straight running plays. I was ticked. Couldn't believe it. I'm like, what's he doing? <laughs> Disappointment there, man, on Luke. I really am disappointed there. I thought at that point, Perez, we were going to – we had some momentum. And I thought, hey, we got some things going. Justin Fields just hit a bomb. Now let's really stick it to the bill. And what ends up happening to us? Fucking 
Buffalo scores two consecutive touchdowns, closes out. Josh Josh Allen on the bootleg run, and then that touchdown pass to, Do- to Dawson Knox. I'm sitting here like, right. all right, <laughs> Buffalo, I see y'all. Y'all fucking <laughs> going for the jugular. Okay, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Like, Boy, that was a knockout blow on that one. <laughs> it really was. They didn't have to go for that last touchdown, Prince. Well, that's they what I'm trying to say. They went for the yep. jugular. They went yep. for the jugular. <laughs> Hey, they 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 listen. They big brothered us. That's what they did, and I, <laughs> and I for one, am ready to be the big brother around here. So we gonna remember that Buffalo. We gonna remember that exactly. Like, I, I didn't feel good at all. I'm like, damn, that was some bully, that was some bully shit, bro. Like, damn, it all really right? was. <laughs> That's what we doing. All right, all this. I promised y'all presents, Christmas lists, Ryan Poles. I already gave y'all one earlier. Dave Montgomery. Got to resign him to that team-friendly deal. He continues to show us how important and how vital he is to this teammate, Dub. I don't right. have to retrace that much, right? right? When you look at this offense right now, you look at playmakers, right? David Montgomery has to be someone that Ryan Poles identifies and says he needs to be a, a member of this team. Now, I don't know what the financials are going to look like, but they need to figure it out. He right. needs to be in this uniform. He's the heart and soul of that offense. He epitomizes everything that's right about being a Chicago Bear. The guy has been quiet. He's entered his free agency year. He ain't said a peep about his contract. He ain't said a peep about it. Sure hasn't. You got other guys on this team that was politicking for a contract. David Montgomery has been the anti of that. All the guy does is go out there and does his fucking job. You got to reward a guy like that. Now, Ryan Poles, you have gotten rid of a lot of players that we love from this team. And we've been patient with it. Talk about patience. We've been patient with that. Right? But I am not going to be okay if David Montgomery's not on this team next year. I'm not going to lie to you. Because as much as I like Khalil Herbert, I'm a fan. You know that already. Oh, he a dog. He a dog. Yeah. It, we need to have more than just that. If you talk about running the football effectively, it's better to have more than one than just to have that one. Because you never know what may happen throughout the season. I keep talking about this all the time. Injuries can occur at any given time. You need to have two backs that you can feel very comfortable with. Yeah, I think it just all depends on what Ryan Poles is thinking. But this is my plea. This is my Christmas list, Ryan Poles. So yeah. please take this with uh, the utmost importance. And I'm giving it to Santa, too. As soon as this episode's over, I'm hollering to Santa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hope that gift get received. <laughs> Me, too. The other thing, man, A-Dub, and these, these things are, are simple things. I want some pass rush. We need to get some help off the edge. Oh, definitely. We have no pass rush. We need to get someone here that's going to give us what we had in the past from a Khalil Mack, what we had in the past from a Robert Quinn, what we had in the past from a Julius Peppers. We need somebody that's going to come off that edge and put some pressure on that quarterback. I need somebody that can fucking sack the quarterback. I need somebody that can get after that quarterback's ass. So Ryan Poles, that is the second thing on my offseason wish list for you. We need some help. Like you, traded away, you traded away Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack went on to become a pro bowler. Yep. With the Chargers. I need you to bring back somebody in here that's going to make that type of level impact on this defense. Because I hate to go this route with you. My boy Dominique Robinson, Trevor Gibson have not gotten the job done. No, Dominique Robinson, he's a work in progress. Travis Gibson has struggled because he doesn't have a number one guy opposite of him. That's what it is. Travis Gibson showed you he's not a number one option. He needs to have a number one where he can compliment them. Yeah, and he it, need to be and pushed. Then I, 
Yeah, and Al-Qadim Muhammad just wasn't the answer. So we need more of that. We fucking need more. I agree. Yeah, honestly, we're going to talk about this more in the offseason. But Will Anderson from the from Alabama, he'll be right there for, for the taking at number two. So just, just remember remember what I said there. We're going to table that for the offseason. But that will be huge for me. We need somebody that's going to make a difference there. Absolutely. And we will revisit that. That name you mentioned there, Perez, we'll be bringing that back up. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I need a three technique on this team. Now, I know everybody's like, well, Justin Jones. Yeah, Justin Jones, he's been, you know, he's been solid. Been solid, yeah. But I want a guy like Javon Hargrave. We talked about him in that last game and what he did to Cody Whitehead. Hey. We need somebody like that on this team. Yes. That dude is a game changer, bro. We need somebody like that that's going to make it happen. Shit, and if you want to look at the draft, Jalen Carter from Georgia. That's another game changer. And I think he's the top prospect in the draft class, if you ask me. But anyway, we need a three <laughs> technique in here immediately. Immediately. Because I want to see what Matt Eberflus' defense is all about. But you need a three technique to, to get everything fired up and get everything uh, clicking on all cylinders. And, Perez, you got me all pumped up, man. You mentioned these names here who can be very good for the Chicago Bears. Man, I'm getting excited. I hope Ryan Poles can pull out something, man. He better. We need a number one wide receiver for Justin Fields as well. There's no shot against Money Moon. Money Moon ain't a number one. I agree. Chase Claypool ain't a number one. We were seeing nope. that. He came to pick up the offense. But <laughs> these guys are complimentary pieces that can complement the number one that can complement the number one receiver that I hope that Ryan Poles brings in here. You know what I mean? Because we know Justin Fields is the future. He's the franchise quarterback. We got to get this guy some real fucking weapon. Yeah. And, Prez, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because, you know, I'm huge on Money Moon, right? But to your point, he is the number one. We need a guy that you can say, hey, he is that it. He has that it factor as a wide receiver. And there is no guy on this team that you can say, you know what, who's that reliable in his department, including Money Moon. So you're right. Ryan Poles definitely got to get a number one, true number one, that's really going to help Justin Fields. And I don't know how he's going to do it. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins, who I would love in a Bears uniform. Yeah. Kyler Murray te tearing up that ACL. You may look to see the Cardinals may want to get some money off their books. That could be a guy. Could be. But when I look at the free agent class for wide receiver, it ain't very strong. And that's probably why Ryan Poles went out there and traded for Chase Claypool. The draft, yeah. you got a couple of names there. But I would love to see them go after a guy like D-Hop. I think he would be a great addition to this team and would look Good on that offense with Justin Fields, bro. D-hop with, with Justin Fields, that would be dynamic, Perez. And then you add the other weapons around him, a couple of many players you're talking about, like a Claypool and a Money Moon. Dude, this would be a great department for Justin Fields to work with. Now, A-Dub, the last thing, and probably the, the thing that all the fans are like, well, Perez, what about the offensive line? Of course I was getting there. I was saving the best for my <laughs> Because outside of Tevin Jenkins, he's the only one that's a lock to be on this damn starting offensive line next season. I feel like him and right guard, that's the only guy that I'm like, okay, I got 100% confidence in that offensive line. We tried out so many players already who are on this roster on the offensive line, and none of those guys stand out other than Tevin Jenkins. No, and Justin Fields is the most sacked quarterback in the league. Man, we cannot get this kid killed. We can't have this kid seeing ghosts in the pocket because we're not protecting him. Right. Now, Orlando Brown Jr., 
as a guy in free agency that will be available, Ryan Poles, I hope that you make that happen. Please make yeah. it happen. You know what I mean? Michael yeah. Glitchy, that's another guy. I would love to see him right tackle. There's guys out there. The draft, you can shore up that interior offensive line. So these are things on my wish list. Ryan Poles, please make it happen. I think those are the things that we see happen for next season. We're in a way better situation. And we ain't talking about no more 3 and 13, 3 and 12, whatever the fuck. We ain't talking about that shit. Right. We're talking about a Bears franchise that we're happy about. We got salary cap space to fucking go out there and make some things happen. And we got a potential number two pick. There's no more excuses. Again, Ryan Poles, very important offseason for you. Ooh, I don't want your job. But I will tell you <laughs> what you should do, though. I'll tell you what you should do. And that is one you saved the best for last. We definitely got to short it up. We cannot let a guy like Justin Fields take that much punishment that he's been taking all season. And we're talking about a quarterback that can run, that have escaped a lot of sacks. Imagine if he were able to do that. That sack list would be even higher, Perez. So you got to salute a guy like Justin Fields, but definitely he needs the protection. I'm just telling you, A-Dub, that uh, I believe in Santa, and I know that <laughs> Santa's going to give me all these things on my list because Santa has never steered me wrong before. So there you have it, audience. There you have it. Yes, sir. A-Dub, before we get out of here. Let's give us some game balls. Offense, what say you, sir? Offense, I'm gonna go with Bayless Jones. Woo, get a get a rookie some because we because we got after him a little bit last week. We did, we did. And you, you talk about a bounce back game. This was it. He done very well on special teams. I gotta give him credit for that. Even though he dropped one of those on special teams, he picked it up and yeah. ran, though. Know? I ain't gonna call him on too much. <laughs> I will give him credit, man. That pass he called from just the physics you talked about earlier, that was huge, man. And he also had another catch in the game as well, but he just shows that he was ready to play. And I got to give him a lot of credit for showing up in a game like this against the Buffalo Bills. This is a classic example, way dub of battle and adversity, right? And yep. what did I say last week, man? Listen, fellas, you got an opportunity. All the guys above you are hurt. It's true. So today he made the most opportunity. That catch that he made, great catch on a great ball. Special teams-wise, he did really good on the kickoff team. So this is a well-earned special team award, but it goes to show you that the guy's got some resilience. So he, he got some resiliency. So, hey, that shows you that that's another guy potentially that you can look at next season and say, hey, we might be able to depend on this guy in some sort of capacity for next season. This is the most productive that he's been on offense this season. Yep. Hey, look forward to seeing what he does next week. You know what I mean? And this is what we're talking about with some of these young players. Take advantage of those opportunities. Fellas did that today. Yes, he did. All right, mine is going over to, to David Montgomery. Okay. Right, David Montgomery, a lot of props here on this show. He deserves all of them. Now, I know that the running game didn't work, obviously, audience. We know that. You know what I mean? But if anybody that was running that football today, David Montgomery was the one that had it going early on. 62 yards on the ground, four catches, probably about another 20 yards. I can't remember exactly. I mean, ran the ball hard, 3.9 average. So, I mean, if it weren't for Dave Montgomery, I don't know where we'd have been today. So, he gets my offensive game ball here for week 16, a -Dub. You talked about it early, how you got robbed of a touchdown, right? <laughs> yes, sir, he did. <laughs> so, to your point, man, I enjoy what David Montgomery has done against the Bills. Like I said, this guy really played extremely well for his. When the Bills decided to make an adjustment, it was because of what he's been able to do as well. So he and Justin Fields was the reason that the Bills made that adjustment to stop, stop the run. But you got to give David Montgomery a lot of credit because he ran the football hard, even with the fact that the Bills were trying to stop him. 
Buffalo Bills defense as a whole did a really good job against us. But yep. like I said, I just thought David Montgomery, of, of everybody, I thought he was the, the best. And like I said, just he leaves it all out there on the field. You know what he I mean? I, I just I just love him. Even pregame, he was out there warming up, no sleeves on, no sleeves on. I said, <laughs> man, all men are created equal. I see you out there, Demo. I see you out there, sir. Man, love that guy. My yeah. um, my defensive game ball, A-Dub, I'm giving it to the rook, Kyler Gordon. Okay. Kyler Gordon has had his best two games over the last couple of weeks of the season here. I mean, you got to think about it. In those games, he's accounted for three takeaways. Now, Kyler Gordon is the epitome of what I was kind of talking about with, with Vela Jones earlier. How do you handle adversity? How do you come back from struggling early on? Now, we were, we know in that Packers game that Aaron Rodgers was going after Kyler Gordon at will. They were torturing him. You know what I mean? Yep. He got baptized in that game. But the kid has come back from that. And when I see him out there creating plays, making plays that pick, I was like, good Lord, that was a nice play. I'm like, number six out here balling. That boy cold, man. He cold. As he continued to grow for his, as a football player, and you're starting to see the IQ, the reading, the, the, the quarterback, and getting the jump on plays, the anticipation of things. And that, in a sense, he got, you could tell he read it very well yes, when sir. he picked off um, – Allen, it was like, if he continued doing that, man, this is both well for him down the road. But I do like what I've been seeing these past few games from Kyler Gordon. I love the improvement, and I want him to continue at this rate. And the other thing, one of the things that I always tell you about Kyler Gordon that I really love is his tackling ability. He had five tackles yep. in the game today and a pass breakup. Like, he's playing really good ball. He and is. this secondary A-dub, I'm so excited for the future of it. And that is why, on my wish list, Ryan Post, if you get me in some pass rush, if you get me a three <laughs> technique, then we're really going to be able to see what Kyler Gordon and Jalen Johnson and Jaquan Brisker are going to be able to do. And our boy, Bojack. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oof, it's going to be lovely. Mine going to, Prez, Nicholas Morrow. I thought the last couple of games, I thought Nicholas Morrow has played extremely well. So he gets my game ball on defense, Prez. He came out. He was actually uh, making some good tackles. He was trying to apply some pressure. He was out there balling, man. He got an interception, too, in this game. But I got to give it Nicholas Morrow. He came out to play, man. Brother, Nicholas Morrow is showing us all that he deserves to be here next season. This guy right here was such a great acquisition by Ryan Poles. That front seven for us was awful. <laughs> Nicholas Morrow, I thought it was pretty solid in this ball game. Eight tackles, man. You can't ask for nothing much more. You know what I'm saying? You can't. That's, that's a well-earned game ball recipient. Yeah, man, and I have to say, finish the season strong for you, Nicholas Morrow. Finish it strong. All right, A-Dub, who is your bear down, your underperformer for Week 16, bro? This is a tough one for me, Perez. You know it's been atrocious. I hate to keep calling out our offensive line. But, man, bro, the offensive line was just atrocious today. I don't talking about all of them, Perez. I can't call out one particular person without calling them all out. I thought they really did. The running backs and Justin Fields a disservice in this game here. I thought they'd been able to ask the challenge prayers, but they weren't able to do so. So I'm calling out the offensive line. You all helped. Did not do your job in this game. Yeah, well, it's been like that for a minute, right? So I'm not surprised. I um, My underperformance, Khalil Herbert. Ooh. Now, you Ouch. know me. You know I love Herbert. Uh. You know I love <laughs> Yep. Like, like I said, he made his return to the lineup A-dub after missing the last four games, bro. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, his return was kind of like 
meh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely agree with you on that too, man. Even though I called the offensive line out, but Herbert did not look like he looked earlier in the season, Perez. You didn't even see that crazy burst from him. You know, we just didn't see it. I know he split through one, the two defenders right on one of those plays, and that, that was good. But overall, it's like he really did struggle in this game. Yeah, and I know all this is probably going to listen to that, but like, Perez, man, he just was coming back from injury. He's probably a little <laughs> rusty. I'm not doing excuses over here. That's nope. my underperformer, and that's what I'm calling out. Yeah. I just thought that, listen, if David Montgomery found some opportunity, he did. Herbert can as well. There you have it, audience. We're not going to do a super long show today because A-Dub and I got to go back and celebrate the holidays. We want to get this episode out to you guys. Happy holidays. We appreciate your support of our platform. We are on to the Lions here week 17. I can't no longer call them Robitussin A-Dub, so I'm going to have to come up <laughs> with something else for them on next week's show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, man. Those Lions been playing solid this season. so Yes, sir, man. Well, A-Dub, man, enjoy that holiday time with your fam. Audience, we're going to holler at y'all next week. Happy holidays, and we are out. Peace.